0: This is the No Playing This Ride podcast. Still the kid blackout. Not the kid. I'm, I'm old, man. I'm 36. I'm old, old black ass man, man. Hair gone. I'm ugly. All type of shit wrong with me. But this is No Playing This Ride. And um, I guess since I was talking about March Madness, I just go ahead and keep going. Keep on rolling with that one right there. Play. I'm going to keep on moving. And I'm keeping the beam with you. I only saw like the last two minutes of the game because I've been hanging out with the wife watching Recorded show, we was watching some fucking swamp people, bring back Willie, he's the goat by the way. Watching swamp people and shit. And then I went upstairs to change and go record this sh- and uh got the alert on my phone and seen that Duke was in trouble. So, me being a natural person that hates Duke, I was like, oh yeah, I got to see this shit. I want to see Duke take the L because fuck him, I'm a Florida State guy. And I had seen the you know that gigantic uh center, the dude, the 7 6 dude, um, Taco Fall, I believe is his name. UCF. I guess he said something to Zion or about Zion. I didn't see it, but what I did see was the last two minutes of the game. So UCF was up by like, I want to say four. No, they were about two at this point. And uh, you know, the game's getting down to the wire. And uh they give the ball to Zion, he goes in, gets contact, he's a lefty, he manages to bump directly into Taco Fall get the foul, the fifth foul with him to foul him out of the game, and he made the shot. And I was like, this young man is a bad motherfucker. Now, what happened to complete the game was that Zion ended up getting the foul. He missed the free throw. RJ Barrett came through with the putback, got them to the go-ahead bucket. Then they went down on the other side, and uh, the UCF player, I think his last name is Taylor. P- I think his name's PJ Taylor. PJ Taylor got the inbound. Went around to the right side, went to put it up off the glass, nice little floater, didn't land. Then the dude Dawkins jumped up to try to tip the ball in. That shit rolled right off the right off the damn rim. UCF goes down in the last few minutes of the game. Good for them, big for their program. Like, Unfortunately for them, they did not win the game. However, they had a great showing. I don't know why it's not a bigger school basketball-wise. Why, who, why would you not want to go to Orlando if you don't get looked at by anybody else? I don't know. Seems like they're coached very well from the things I've seen with them. But after, uh, after the game, Coach K was consoling a couple of the guys from UCF. I believe the, one of the guys, his father, was an assistant coach for Duke for a long time. And he may even be the coach of UCF. I'm not too familiar with them and what they do. But that seemed like to be the storyline that was going on. And the fact that Coach K, who's was a legendary, probably greatest college basketball coach of all time, He took the time out to console two people from the losing team to me says a lot about his character and just his love of the game understanding what those men have gone through those young dudes went through seeing that he's a coach and he's been through it multiple times you know they don't win every year they win a lot duke wins a lot but they don't win every goddamn year and there's been times where they lost in the tournament before people thought they should and then in the last minute games last second all that type of shit so he knows what goes into it. He's he known the kid most of his life. So to see him reach out to the another team and do that, got to respect it. And he's, and he's one of those guys where I hate Duke. I hate Duke as a team. But I got a lot of respect for Coach K based on how the pros, who were with them on the Olympic team, treated him with the amount of respect they did and just made me look at him in a different ways. not so much him as the institution. I hate Duke as a school. I just hate. I don't know why. I just hate Duke. Maybe I think it's Christian Leitner. I think, but you know, I just I hate Duke. So anyway, good to see Coach K do that. Good for Zion, man. His stock just keeps going up. His stock just keeps going up. Yeah, he missed a free throw. It could have been by design. We don't know, but for him to be able to to be calm in that moment and go take the ball to the rack on somebody seven six and uh, get the ball to go in after the contact was was pretty legit and the, the crazy thing about it is he had the contact on his left side his left and he but the thing is he's left-handed so not only did he run into this goddamn giant and right in the middle of the fucking paint he still managed to get the ball up and then but he did it with his contact hand and like that's the he did it basically on the side where he got hit with that same arm and was able to get it up like a lot of times you'll see guys when they drive to the rack, and they get that contact in, it's usually like their left shoulder goes into the goes into the defender, and they they make the bucket with the right hand. But for Zion, it's he bounced off the dude basically on his left side, and still made the shot with his left hand. Pretty impressive. I'm not too mad at the last missed, you know, missing the last free throw when you tied the game, and got the the biggest defender probably in the country to foul out, which cleared the lane for you guys and didn't give them that option on offense to just throw the ball into him and let him get fouled so good on Zion Wilson good on RJ Barrett who I don't like but I also have picked to win the tournament other than Florida State um yeah I think uh I think that's how it's gonna be Duke just got too much going for them they got two superstars they got the best coach in the world fans are fucking crazy they're going in super confident especially after a win like this after what they went through in the ACC tournament. If they stay healthy, the boys going to be all right after going through those wars because other teams are just walking through, motherfuckers. Duke is having to find out who they are every other day. they having to figure out who they are and how to get out of shit. So respect to them. I don't like them, motherfuckers, but much respect anyway. Keeping it with basketball, I saw something else. Now my Los Angeles Lakers is what I'm calling them right now because they don't know what they're going to do. They all fucked up. So now I'm seeing something that, saying that J Kidd may be the one to replace Luke Walton. And I'm just thinking like, what? I love J Kidd as a basketball player and Magic Johnson wanting to work with him to me makes all the sense in the world because of their games. I feel like it's good for, it's good for Lonzo. It connects with with him and Magic all to play the same way you know, Magic's is a little bit bigger than him. Can score inside better, but Lonzo's game is like Jason Kidd's. No matter what Jason Kidd feels about it, he's probably a better shooter. They're both pretty bad shooters, but Lonzo's game look looks a lot like Jason Kidd's. So that will make sense, but it only makes sense if they're planning to keep those guys. So if they're planning to run the offense and have it go, and that's the reason why Okay, maybe, but it seems like they want a personality in there that can handle LeBron. My question, or my concern with that is, although I love Jason Kidd as a player, one of my favorite players of all time, love his game, all that shit. His track record as a coach, yeah, sketchy, man. It's kind of sketchy. Like, I don't, his coaching pedigree, I don't know, and they say the great players are the ones that usually have trouble coaching teams. And don't get it fucked up, j Kidd was a great player. And I know he was a team-oriented guy, but a lot of times those guys have trouble turning that shit around and, um, and getting it to a point where they can communicate with the players instead of expecting them to just be great like they were. A lot of times you need a coach who's, who can communicate how good somebody else is instead of uh, impressing their own expectations they had it themselves to players, if that makes any sense. And it's usually guys who were good point guards, maybe not great players that are able to transition into that coaching role. And I think Lou Walton kind of fits that mold. If you if you really look at it, he was a good facilitator, a good guy that played within his role in the team, who helped out his star players. That's essentially what you need a coach to do. You know what I mean? Like. It just makes sense. Good role player to help the more talented guys on the team. It makes sense that they can see the game in a different way and make the team overall better. That's just my take on it. So Luke Walton coming in with guys he knows are better than him, having, like, physically on the court, the ego probably ain't the same. In a nutshell is what I'm trying to say. The ego ain't the same as relating to other guys on the team, if that makes sense. Hopefully I'm not making this too long with it. So it made sense, but nothing else about this makes sense to me. All the moving parts, like just a few years ago, I know I keep saying it, but this guy was supposed to be your guy. This is a man who took over for Steve Kerr in the playoff run for the Golden State Warriors and did well. They may have won that year. I keep I keep forgetting which year they won. Was it the year he was coaching that they lost in seven games? Or was it the year he, that he coached that they ended up coming back and winning in the finals? I keep mixing it up. Because they got a lot of rings in the last couple of years, man, so forgive me on that. But I do, uh, I do not know why all this is happening. And I, well, I do know why all this is happening, and it's the LeBron effect, man. It's the LeBron effect. It's like I hope that they don't do what it looks like they're going to do. They already have the cap for another, for another Max guy it just looks like they're going to clean house and it hurts my feelings because I know I should be loyal to the, to the team and not players. But these guys that are coming together, I felt like they were embodying what it's about to be a Laker, man. They're out there running the floor getting bucks. They were young and I just don't like the idea of going all in on one fucking guy. I know it's the NBA and one, one guy moving somewhere could change a lot. But when you had the type of chemistry these young guys had, they were hanging out together. It just the team was starting to gel. I'd rather have a bunch of good guys than a superstar who can get in an accident, who can get injured on the court, who can have some type of issue with falling out with with management. Then next thing you know, it's it's gone. All the continuity's fucked up. These guys seemed like they were they were there. They wanted to be Lakers. Then you enter LeBron in there and things got iffy. And now they're the Los Angeles Lakers missing the playoffs once again. Which I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at them missing the playoffs because that's why I feel like they would have been without LeBron. I feel like with LeBron, now there's more problems than anything. And I, I changed my mind on this from time to time, but I'm human. It's what I do, man. I can look at it and get new evidence and a new understanding and see things from a different angle. But this shit is, um, is crazy. Like, I don't mind Jason Kidd as a coach. I just don't know if you, if you think he's coming in, he's going to save this franchise. I don't think that's it. I really don't think that's it. I would, hey, man, stick with what you got for right now. There's an issue. You know what that issue is. Keep it moving. Keep it going. Keep it growing. Work through it and get what you need. Yes, you have room for another Max guy. You don't even really have to trade anybody. Just get rid of some of these people you brought there to put it that, that didn't fucking work. I want to keep Rondo. I think Rondo is a good fit for Lonzo to be around, somebody for him to mimic his game after. So I want to keep Lonzo there. I mean, Rondo there with Lonzo. LeBron is there for the next four years. Cool. Maybe this time with him missing the playoffs will get him time to give his body a little bit of a rest, to step back, reassess, find ways to build with his teammates there in L.A., and keep the ball rolling and see about Maybe you don't get another max guy unless somebody great hops out of free agency. Maybe you get a couple skilled shooters, keep what you got. Reggie Bullock wasn't it, sorry, and we gave up a good young shooter for that kid. Mo Wagner might not be it, but you got the money to go out and get another shooter. If you're gonna trade for somebody, go get Danny Green. Go get a real three and D. Now, I don't mind you giving up Caldwell Pope and maybe some draft picks or somebody else to go get fucking Danny Green. But I want Hart to stay. I want Ingram to stay. I want Coos and I want Lonzo to stay. And I want to keep fucking JaVale McGee too. Until they can get a young big man. They should have kept Zubin. But if you can keep five or six, excuse me, if you keep seven, I'm good with you moving everybody else out. Move everybody else out because what we know is in the West, depth is going to win because depth is what you're going to need to be the team like Houston and to be the team like OKC. And it seems like the East has figured this out. Hey, you want to be good, you need depth. I just don't like the idea of banking all on one player. Now the Los Angeles Lakers got a lot to figure out in this offseason while they're watching the playoffs from home. Hopefully it makes the young guys hungry and it keep them down on rookie contracts until they get into a position where they gotta fucking pay him, and then you pay them. You pay them to stay there because they putting asses in the seats, even without winning a bunch of games. True Lakers fans can see the potential. I don't want the Lakers to become the whores of the NBA and you just keep bringing people through and they get rammed through by these different players trying to go make playoff runs and then they bounce. No, we already went through that shit with Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. I don't want to see that shit happen again. Build through the fucking draft like you've been doing Boom. Get you some shooters or something, and then we we can roll. Off of that. Speaking of great players, not my man, y'all's man. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is uh, retiring. He, the legendary, legendary Gronk from the New England Patriots is hanging it up. I mean, 29 years old, three Super Bowls in nine years, taking a lot of punishment freak athlete you got time to you've had your time this you got time you're still young this is a great time for you to go ahead and kick back and relax and you know chill out for a little bit go ahead and retire man you did your thing maybe you could be a tight end coach somewhere got great talent great skills and he was a threat for a long time for almost as soon as he entered the league he was terrorizing defenses man and i'm just glad that my guys in the afc ain't got to deal with him no more but it will be fun to see how the Patriots find out how to replace him and the uh, the amount of leverage and versatility he allowed them to have on offense. That will be interesting to see. Uh, we would like to see what, what they do with that. And uh, if anybody's up for the challenge, it's probably the greatest pro football coach of all time, Bill Belichick, as much as I don't like him. He's he's probably the GOAT. I wish we had the go to Jacksonville or Chicago, but that ain't. That ain't what it's looking like. Not right now, according to these records. But Gronk is hanging it up. He's earned it, man. Time for him to go take care of his body, man. And improve his uh, quality of life a little bit, man. I hope he saved his damn money because Gronk is a wild motherfucker. Or at least that's what it seemed like. He seems kind of broy. i I'm not going to call him a meathead, but he seems like he like to have his fun. So hopefully we don't hear Gronk is. You know addicted to drugs somewhere i don't want him to try to make a comeback no you retire go sit your ass down take care of your body enjoy your money go be a pitch man go sell some shit and uh go coach these kids and teach them how to play tight end the way you did one time for Gronk, though so you had a great career uh short i won't say short by nfl standards short by superstar standards because they usually stay in the league 10 11 12 years nine years Ain't too short. I guess I'm wrong on that. But congrats, man. And enjoy your retirement. And that's the gist of the sports thing. The other thing I wanted to get into, man, is uh, same energy, man. Black people keep the same energy. Now, I'm going to talk about that later. I'm going to move it and I'm going to talk about that later. But there is the news that the Mueller report is out and it finds no collusion of uh of campaign fraud and no collusion between the current administration and Russia, which would be a good thing. Like if, let's, let's be real. We live in the United States. We got a lot of crazy shit going on. We shouldn't want to believe that our president was fucking with Russia in order to win the election. We shouldn't want to believe that, especially when we don't elect the fucking president, the electoral college elects the president. So it's weird to focus on that this much. When people keep bringing that up, we know what's going on. We know, yeah, they made, they supposed to hack into Twitter and Facebook and all this shit. Okay, we know all that. But the Electoral College still chooses the president because he lost by two million votes on the popular joint. So if the people didn't choose him, the Electoral College did. So we need to figure out who the fuck the Electoral College colluded with, <laughs> maybe not, or who he was colluding with in the Electoral College, maybe not. Russia, you know what I mean? Unless the electoral college colluded with Russia. Then go investigate them and publicize those motherfuckers. Go publicize the fucking electoral college. Do that shit and then go investigate them motherfuckers. That's what we need to do. Cause I I got questions, I'm sorry. I got questions that I need answers to that I won't ask here, but I got questions. But yeah, so I think CNN is on damage control right now because everybody assumed there was gonna be this lightning rod news that was gonna come out about this collusion that they've been investigating for two years and all this shit. Now they didn't completely exonerate the president. They said this they said it actually in the report, this does not exonerate the president. But they did not they're not gonna charge him. And it's one of those things like um like Nancy Pelosi was saying, why she didn't want to impeach, it's one of those things that's only gonna It's going to go. What's what's the word? I'm looking for a word. It's only going to make his base that much stronger. You know what I mean? It's only going to reinforce the infrastructure of the of the of the base for the president. That's what it's going to do. It's going to reinforce everything they've been saying, and that's what I'm assuming. That's what I'm going to go out on the limb and say this report does. That there was no collusion, and now that's that's going to be another tagline to go along with MAGA and drain the swamp and all that shit. It's going to be another hashtag that you're going to have to hear for the next six years if he gets reelected. So now, the, all the motherfuckers running on the Democratic side and anybody else who runs from a different party or anybody who runs independent is going to have that shit to deal with the whole campaign. And best believe, that motherfucking campaign started in 2016, when he won the first election, so now all this is going to do is add to the momentum, and this is why exactly this is exactly why I believe Nancy Pelosi didn't want to impeach because she didn't want to be in a situation where you try to get him out of there, you don't, you just reinforce the base, exactly like this shit just did. So there you have it, man. And what I was going to talk about earlier is um, is that people, especially black people, I would say. When it, when it comes to situations like this or comes to people that you don't look upon favorably or that you once did, just keep the same energy, man. That's all I want to say. Situations like this where people, a lot of black people in particular, don't like the president or other people in, in politics. And the case for people to not like this president is easy for anybody. It's easy for anybody, but I have to talk specifically to black people because I'm black and we do this shit. You don't like the president. You feel like there's a lot of evidence of things around him going wrong. I get it. I understand. And there's been things, questionable things done, said by him, recorded, documented on television, interviews, magazines, all that shit. Got it. Check. If you can look at that and be like, well, based on all this evidence, this motherfucker's got to be guilty of something. This man's not fit. For all the people that still want to support Michael Jackson, for all the people that still want to support R. Kelly, I'm going to need you to keep that energy the same. So if you can look at the president and see a bunch of evidence that makes him look like a bad person, how can you not apply that to somebody just because you like them? Just because you like him, you don't, you're do not you not willing to agree that, hey, he, he touched these boys. Or so you're not willing to agree that, hey, he was fucking with these young girls. Because you like their music? You sound just as crazy as the people that you feel like support the president. When they call shit like alternative facts and locker room shit, and they just yell drain the swamp and don't know what the fuck he's really talking about policy-wise. And you busy shitting on them like, oh, these people are fucking crazy. You crazy too. We got to work on the word objectivity and figure out how to look at shit. Step back no matter how much we like a person. And look at it. And just use common sense. Because, and I didn't want to really talk about this shit. I thought about saying this shit a little while ago. But I saw a little boy yesterday with a fucking Michael Jackson, shit, uh, Michael Jackson shirt on. That shit made my stomach turn. Just seeing a little boy with a Michael Jackson shirt on made my stomach turn after hearing all that I heard and leaving Neverland. I was just like, God damn, your parents let you wear that shit? Do they not know this documentary is out? His parents looked like they were my age or older. So they had to know about the other allegations. So the fact that this little boy had the shirt on just blew my mind. Like, wow, he's brave, or they're brave, because you know people are outspoken. You go places, somebody liable to say something to you, like, why you got your kid wearing that fucking shirt? You know, not minding their business. Uh, I might add, but sometimes people just say ignorant shit like that to people with, to people's kids or to their parents without really knowing if they know or not. So I looked at it. I was like, wow, that's crazy. And it just made me think about conversations I had with my wife, like how this shit just don't add up. Like, you loyal to what? You loyal to the music, or you loyal to what's what's right in the the view of the general public? I won't even say morally because everybody got their own set of morals. And me looking at you, I'm looking at you when you say certain shit. And then, listen, if you're going to say you don't agree but you didn't watch the whole documentary, you got to stop talking to me. Because you don't even want to look at evidence being presented. But if it has something to do with somebody you dislike, you all in. Nah, bruh. Nah, sis. You got to look at it all. And then make your decision. Because I couldn't just live with myself if I didn't. If I'm out here listening to the music all hunky-dory. But I didn't pay attention when this was going on, on behind the scenes. And I know it's there. I'm not paying attention to it. I can't do that as a person. I'm not willing to support some shit if I know there's some bullshit behind it. That's just me. I had to get it off my chest, man. It's been sitting there for a while. And I look forward to arguing with the homies when I go back home. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of those motherfuckers um, disagree. But it's all good. It's, it's all love. We'll, we'll drink a brew and get over it. But I do want to argue with some of y'all about the shit. Because y'all tripping. What else would I want to talk to you guys about? There was something I heard, um, actually, at my job. There's a wise old man at my job, and he's a person who's smart enough to keep trying to make himself smarter. And uh, he said something the other day about uh, people who worry a lot are setting themselves up for failure in a way. And I don't know if it's something he heard on the podcast because he listens to a lot, he reads a lot, and he was basically saying how your brain, when your brain is trying to function, it want to go, it wants to go through the the path of least resistance, if that makes sense. So when you get to worrying about shit, you're forming these paths, through your, these paths for your neurons in your brain, and it's making it easier for you to worry about it instead of thinking about success. The success route is more difficult because you already thinking about failure so the chances of you failing are greater because you worry about it so much this is his logic and how i'm looking at it because i always thought well if you if you you know you kind of worry about it or whatever you maybe you you plan ahead and you see different pitfalls that could happen and um you can kind of counteract those but I think it, it is a good practice to visualize yourself succeeding at something as a path to success because if, if what he says is true and you visualize yourself succeeding at shit, it, will, it should affect your mind in a way that it pushes you towards success. If I didn't just say the same thing twice like I think I did. But anyway, it's just like making things easier on yourself. And I kind of linked that to what I said about, you know, practice your free throw. It's something I discovered when I was talking to um, one of the guys I work with, a psychiatrist, about how they, if you watch all the great, the best NBA uh, free throw shooters, when they get up there, they have a routine. A lot of them take a deep breath to calm themselves down, slow themselves down a bit, kind of get a visualization of them knocking down the free throw. And the best ones usually have the same routine. And to me, this is kind of the same thing. If I'm saying make your free throws and I'm envisioning yourself knocking down a shot, going through your routine, make sure you're set up for success because your body got to be aligned. You want to make sure that your release point is the same and then shit becomes muscle memory. And I'm thinking that's where he got that from. Not that, but that's I'm thinking that those two kind of line up. Like I'm talking to myself in circles right now. But... That's basically what I mean. And what I got from this conversation is like, the path I'm on is somewhat the right path. And I take the things he says, um, with I look at them with great value. Because I feel like he puts more value on me than he did before. He got to know me more. Like, I'm just a guy doing work, doing good work, right? And that's how it goes with any job. But if you... If you realize that there's an elder in the room who's always willing to talk about shit, who's always willing to give you some game to help you be as successful as he is, you gotta start paying attention to him. And when he knows or she knows that you're paying attention to things that are being said, now you don't always have to go out and find him. Now, they'll come give you this game. They'll come give you resources. To help you improve yourself, because if they're giving you value, whether it be a book, a documentary, a podcast, an article or whatever, and saying, hey, you're thinking like this, this is you're on a path that can help you, you should look into this. I think it's the Buddha that said, there's a, there's a, Buddhist, a Buddhist quote that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. That's the kind of moment I felt like I was having with a lot of my, uh, my elders that I'm around. Because from my experience is when, I'm, when a person that doesn't really know you finds out that you're on a wavelength that they may not have knew you had or a higher wavelength or frequency than they thought you were, or they feel like they find out you're smarter than they initially um assumed they take an interest and you see it when they talk you like oh shit this guy knows what he's talking about or well, this guy is on a good path then they start feeding you so so take it i haven't really known anybody that's been successful that's tried to keep any info from you a lot of times successful people are very very given of their resources and i've seen this individual plenty of times be like hey if you need something you're trying to go x y and z route come talk to me i'll help you on your way and that's the type of people we need in the world man that's the type of people that i need in my world because that's the type of motherfucker i basically want to be if that makes sense just something personal i had to had to get off because i think it's important to to do things like that to tie in you know i try to tie in something from where i got it and uh it was a, it was a good moment for me to to recognize myself being recognized. And then after that point, then that's when he started bringing these other conversations up that could help me grow as a man and potentially help me help somebody else grow. And that's the type of shit I'm, I'm really about that, 100%. Man, um, In the news, other than the Mueller investigation that is now closed, I did happen to see something else um apparently the second survivor of the parkland shooting that happened down in south florida is a second survivor that has committed suicide and now there's a there's a bigger there's a push for more help with mental health down there because of what these kids were witness to and what they've seen i'm not 100 percent on the why i just know there's a second individual that took their own life and that is really unfortunate man we got to help our children save the children You help the world, man. They are really our future. For shit like this to be happening, for kids to have to deal with this shit is is terrible because you never know how an an action is going to affect somebody else. You never know. Like, we're not cookie-cutter. People are different. We're made up of different things, and your environment will shape how you react to things. And I'm, I'm assuming that they weren't ready for this shit. As much as I say our media and everything makes us feel like life is cheap, as far as like video games and shit we do in our leisure, I still believe that. Everybody don't react to that the same way. Like this person may have had a friend that was killed and just hasn't been able to get over it. And that's unfortunate. But the best of that family, I don't think they released a name yet and I wouldn't really say it anyway, but best of that family and uh, anybody else out there struggling. Another thing I saw was um, the Ferguson protests for when the young man, Mike Brown, got killed in Missouri. Apparently, six of the dudes that are activists slash protesters or protesters slash activists. I don't know which way it goes. I don't know if that includes all of them or some were activists and some were just protesting. But six of these men have died. And some, some are being ruled suicide. There is one where the guys were found in the car with the car on fire, at least I'm going to say two or three of those situations. I ain't ruling everything fucking suicide, but I'm like, come on, man. If it don't add up, it don't add up. If it don't add up, it don't add up. You mean to tell me all these ki- all these cats died over some, over some wild shit like that and, and nobody knows what happens? Nobody. Nobody. That's insane to me. Truly insane six people from the same situation cannot can be have suspicious deaths and then nothing be, you know nothing be thought of. It should be bigger news than what it is. Because you know those 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 rumors go around about other people. You know what I mean? Former presidents and their foundations, I won't say it because I ain't trying to end up dead and I don't know enough about it, but apparently anybody to talked ill to about them got put in the ground via suspicious means, who knows, but nothing surprises me these days, man. I don't have enough evidence to say who, what, when, or there, and I wouldn't anyway, but nothing surprises me at this point. A lot of wild shit goes on in this world that, quite frankly, I don't wanna know about. Sometimes I wish ignorance is bliss, but hey, it is what it is. And um, coming to the close of this. I do wanna give you guys a couple quick uh things real quick. Um, That didn't make any damn sense. I'm skimming through the albums. My homeboy album is out. It's called Shoebox Money. My boy Weeks and Goon did an album together. It's gutter. If you're not ready for gutter, hood-type music, um, don't rock with it. If you feel like it's going to influence you to do something you shouldn't do, don't listen to it. If you are mature enough to listen to hood music, Shoebox Money, it's the streets, it's the grind. That's where you want to be at. It's got that gritty sound to it. Go support the homie weeks, NewJackCityMusic.net, City Music.net. It's on iTunes, Spotify. On Title. I downloaded it on Title and bought it. So I know it's on Title, know it's on iTunes. It's gotta be on Spotify. Anywhere else you can get music, YouTube, I think he said it's there. So it's called Shoebox Money. And it's by Weeks and Goon. My two homies. Also, um, I don't know if I'm saying this young man's name right, but there's a dude Kasha TG, I think that's his name, we got an album out, or an EP, or whatever they call it, these little projects they put out, I call it a project, it's called Summer Nights, it's young boy music, but I listen to it, there's a couple groovy songs on there, I think Moonlight was one, and then, what was the other song, Live Your Life or something, but Moonlight was the one I liked the most off the song, off the little uh, EP, that was the best one in my opinion, It's a Def Jam project, so there's a bunch of different writers on there. He didn't do this all himself, so Live It Up is the name of the song. Party Girl, and Call My Phone are two of the ones I like on there. There's only six joints on here, but it's a quick listen. Check it out, and then Dizzy Wright has an album out. If you don't know about Dizzy Wright's lyrical dude, I think he's from Vegas. It's called Nobody Cares, Work Harder. That's pretty much the truth, especially when you're on that grind. I'm pretty sure he's independent, but uh, it's called nobody cares work harder dizzy right a few songs on there and the songs sound just like what the album is titled like hey basically get your shit together get the crack and do it yourself because ain't nobody else gonna do it keep your head up keep moving keep grinding that's basically the theme on the album from what i got so far i gotta go back and listen to it all the way so i can chew through it that's basically it on my end that's about it. I will be traveling to Duval next week, so I'll be in the city, and I hope to do a podcast there with some of the homies if I get lucky. But if not, hey, got to keep on going, keep on grinding. Also, probably going to be moving to Japan soon, so that'll be fun. I'll talk some shit about that. Anyway, y'all be good out there. Holla at me on NoPlayInThisRide at gmail.com. But Twitter is where you can really catch me, no play 247 Capital N, Lower Kicks O, Capital P L A Y, No Play Two Four Seven on Twitter. Yeah, man. That's it. We out.